This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun owners in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas. Live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so U.S. Rep, U.S. Representative Cory Bush says, you know what? Guns are for me, but not for thee. Take a listen to this. You want to see me die? You know, because that could be the alternative. So either I spent $70,000 on private security over the last few months, and I'm here standing here standing now and able to speak, able to help save 11 million people from being evicted, or I could possibly have a death attempt on my life. And we're also talking about the same exact people who say horrible things about me, who lie to get to, to build up their base. And then because they lie about me, I receive death threats. Mm. Now, they don't address the fact that I receive death threats after they go on air and say horrible things about me. But then they want to say, oh, but she wants, she needs private security. I have private security because my body is worth being on this planet right now. I have private security because they, the white supremacist, racist narrative that they drive into this country, the fact that they don't care that this black woman that has put her life on the line, they can't match my energy, first of all. This black woman who's, who who's puts her life on the line, they don't care that, my, that I could be taken out of here. They actually probably are okay with that. But this is the thing. I won't let them get that off. You can't get that off. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets because we're trying to save lives. What other what other occupation can do work that's out of their scope and still be propped up to do work that's out of their scope as a nurse i can't be the surgeon too you don't want me being your surgeon and i'm the nurse at what point do we pay police to be social workers no we don't how do they get to be social workers so what i'm saying is you do your job 
Let the people who are who um, have gone to school with a particular skill set do theirs. Neither the, defunding the police and being able to have security because because those same folks are causing it. It's two totally different things. And the other, and this is my last point on this. If I have actual police officers who have threatened my life, tell me about that. Tell me. Tell me that I don't need security. And 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 and, I, and 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 let me just say this last thing. My security is not against communal violence. My security is not to keep me safe from the people of St. Louis. My security is to keep me safe from those racist attempts made against my life. Now, if you want to do something about that, stand up and do something about that. I didn't see any of those people that have come against me with this negativity, with these lies, with these smears, stand up when they saw the N-word, when they saw uh, me post stuff about me being hung, the threats on my life, hanging me and burning me, frying me and my family like bacon. They didn't say anything about that. And that was just a piece of what I received all the time. But you know what? I take that and I walk with my head up and my shoulders back because I know I'm doing the work for the people. I'm on the right side of history. And if they want, they can come and meet me to my face. You come and meet me to, you come and stand on these steps and fight for the people this way. You show up and fight for the people the way that I have. You put your body on the line the way that I put my body on the line. And until you can do that, I suggest you take several seats. All right. So that's uh, that's U.S. State Representative Corey. Uh, and, and what she's saying there is she's saying, you know what? I should be able to pay for security for myself, my own personal protection. But then she votes to take your Second Amendment rights away from you. And I'm and what I'm saying is, look, you know, what? I'm going to do some black on black crime here, you know, so don't call me. Don't call me. Don't call me at the shop. Don't send me letters to my house. Don't send me letters to the shop and tell me, Michael, you're being cruel because I'm telling you right now, if she can have private security for herself to protect herself, then as a civilian, I should be able to protect my own self in the way that I can afford to protect myself, and that is carry a gun. So don't vote against me being able to have a gun to protect myself. That is my Second Amendment right. So guns are for her, but not for us. You know, she's saying, hey, you know what? Guns are for me, but not for thee. You know what? And I say, that's not going to happen. So if you can protect yourself and you can hire security and pay thousands of dollars for your your personal protection, then you know what? I can buy a gun and protect myself. So get with the program. All right, so also on the show, also we're we're on the show. We're gonna have man, we're gonna have Stephen Williford. You know what? Who's you know who Steve, Stephen Williford is? He's the good guy with a gun. Also, check this out in Austin, Texas. This morning, you had a naked person actually sneak up, run up to a house in Austin, Texas. Take a look at this. This naked person right here is sneaking up to a house in Austin, Texas, and they are dropping off a laptop computer that says Austin Independent School District in the front door of someone's house, a random person's house, and they're sneaking back to their car naked. This is some weird stuff. There's some weird things that are going on in, in Austin. I don't know what's happening. I don't know if there's something in the water. You know, this used to be, you know, I, I used to think of Austin, Texas, you know. I used to drive through downtown Austin thinking, man, this is really a small downtown to be the capital of Texas, one of the largest states in the United States. And now I don't think that. It is huge downtown. We have a huge homeless problem, and there's some really weird things that are going on. 
That's really weird. Running up to a random person's front door, naked, with a laptop, dropping it off, and then dropping a tablet in the in the driveway and sneaking back to your vehicle naked at 10.30 in the morning. Weird. There's some freaks out here. Also, check this next video out. The next video we have is this guy here. Apparently, the night before, he goes to someone's house, hops their backyard in Austin, Texas again. Another weird video. He hops their back into their backyard, and this guy hides underneath this person's like boat or something, and he drops his keys, maybe some crack or something else. And so he goes to this guy's house, knocks on the door. Hey, sir, um, I'm sorry. I dropped my keys in your backyard. You may have noticed that I was in your backyard. And um, can you please um, let me in your backyard so I can get my keys and possibly, he didn't say this, but I'm assuming his crack, you know. Uh, really? This is some really weird stuff. Be careful who you open your front door to. You need to get ring technology, get security cameras. You need to get yourself a gun because I'm telling you right now, we have defunded the police. There's not enough. We don't, we don't have enough police officers on the road here, and it's going to be up to you to protect yourself and protect your family. Because when this weird stuff happens, you know, re this is some really weird stuff happens, you know, at your front door. Police are not going to be there to save you there. It's going to take the minutes if they actually show up to actually come to your door. So, you know what? Don't worry about it. Take your own personal protection in your own hands. You know what? I'm starting to teach. I'm sick and tired of telling people, you know what? Uh, let's lose. Let's um, let things go. Let's do conflict resolution. I'm actually sick and tired of teaching conflict resolution. I'm saying, you know what? Get a gun when it's robbery. If it's aggravated robbery, theft in the nighttime, criminal mischief at night. If they're trying to kill you, I say you sit in the hill. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk. Peace. This is Maj Ture. You're listening to Come and Talk at Radio with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Austin's Talk, 1370.
Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so man, we have so much going on. There's so many videos out there. and But let me bring into the conversation Stephen Williford. You know what? I don't know if you guys remember Southern Springs. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to let someone else tell you what happened in Southern Springs if you don't remember. And I'll let this guy here uh, refresh your memory. Uh, this is Stephen Williford, and he is the good guy with a gun. Stephen Williford, welcome to Come and Talk It, sir. Thank you very much for having me on, Michael. It's such a pleasure. Absolutely. Yes, uh, sir. You, you're, you're like the nicest guy I, I swear I've ever met in my life. Well, thank you. I I try to be. People <laughs> can't believe they, uh, you know, when they talk to me and they say, man, you're, you're not what I expected. I said, exactly what did you expect? <laughs> they, they expected some sort of Rambo or something. I tell them, no, the man that loves the most is the one that can put the most on the line for his community. That's right. So you know what, Stephen, tell people what happened in Southern Springs and tell them the date that this happened, the year it happened, because I know you probably remember all that stuff. You know, we usually remember D-Day, you know, whenever it happens in our life. It was November 5th, 2017. A, a madman came into our, our little community. And people need to know our community is under 600 people in total. And uh, he came in and started shooting through the walls and the windows of the First Baptist Church in Sutherland Springs and killing people. And he walked all the way around the outside of the building, shooting through the building and killing people. And then he started shooting through the doors and walked in the doors and, and started going from pew to pew and killing people. Mm. I was at home that morning and um, trying to get some rest because I was going to start an on-call at at work where I'd have to carry a pager 24 seven. And, um, I knew I was going to get 20 to 30 extra hours of work during that week. And so I was trying to relax and my daughter made me aware of what was going on. And I ran to my safe and I grabbed an AR 15, one of those dreaded black guns. And, um, uh, grabbed a handful of ammunition and was loading as I was headed to the door. And I ran outside, ran across the street, and I truly believe God had his hand on me and telling me what to do. And halfway across the street, uh, I yelled out. And apparently the gunman heard it. And he dropped his rifle in the church and came out of the church shooting at me with a pistol. I ran behind a, a truck and he hit the truck in front of me. He shattered the windshield of the car behind me. He hit the house behind me and I put six out of six rounds on him. And uh, he was able to get in his vehicle and uh, speed away. He had on class three body armor. And for your listeners that don't know, class two body armor is what police usually carry and they deflect pistols. Class three body armor is what the military has and it stops rifles. So most of my shots didn't matter, but I was able to put one in his side, high in his side uh, between the plates. And I was able to put one in his legs with him running and shooting at me. He uh, got into his vehicle, slammed the door and and put two more rounds through the side window. I put one where I perceived his head to be. It split across his forehead. And then he accelerated 
ran down the street as fast as he could. And last one I put through the back windshield and it went through the driver's side seat and hit him just right of the left shoulder blade. He sped out over the hill and I flagged down a, a pickup truck and we chased him 11.6 miles is what the police say. Now go, go, back the, to, go back to the pickup truck because you, you, you come out and you're, someone drives up and, and you say what? Because that, that's a big story in itself. That's like America's best friend right there. Well, I, I saw the pickup truck. It had been stopped at the stop sign during, during the whole shootout. He actually drove up and stopped at the stop sign, saw us shooting at each other, and um, called 911. And, and when the guy sped off, I ran over and I tapped on his window. And I never had met him before in my life. And I tapped on the window and I said, man, that guy just shot up the Baptist church and we have to stop him. Any sane man in this country would have just accelerated and left me sitting there at the, the stop sign. But this is Texas we're talking about. We're not known for our sanity. You know, <laughs> a sense of duty or whatever you want to call it. Uh, the next thing I heard were the locks come open on, on Johnny's truck. I climbed up in the cab with Johnny. And again, I had never met him before in my life. And he accelerated. He was talking to dispatch on the phone. They had put him straight through to dispatch. And so he was talking to them, and we were giving them cross streets as we um, crossed them, letting them know where we were chasing him. And again, we went 11.6 miles, and he uh, first veered off to the side of the road and stopped with a road sign right in front of his vehicle. And Johnny pulled up behind his vehicle on the pavement still, and I opened the the passenger side door and I stuck my rifle out the window I was going to use the door as a uh, a shield mm -hmm. and uh, I was going to re-engage him and uh, before my hit, foot hit the pavement which I was barefoot everybody seems to remember I was barefoot <laughs> before my foot hit the pavement he accelerated he took that road sign out and back up on the road another three-quarters of a mile up the road and off this time to the right-hand side of the road through a fence and about 50 yards out into a field. And the police said that he had committed suicide at that point. Mm. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. And, and, and uh, Frank Navarro says, uh, why so lonely, Michael Cargill? Make it interesting. Go pick up some uh, one of those hobos that hang out outside your shop and make the show interesting. Well, you know what, Frank? I would do that, but the hobos, actually, there was a robbery <laughs> across the street from the shop this uh, this afternoon. So the, all the hobos are hiding from the police because the police are, like, all over the place right now. So there's no hobos right now. And then Thomas says, I read some place where, and he's talking about you. Um, he said, I read some place where you felt bad because of having your weapon locked up. And I, I think he's, you know, he's talking about you, Stephen. I. I testified um, in the United States Senate. They were trying to pass a law, and it was a uh, firearm security law saying that you had to have your guns locked away in a safe mm. uh, any time that you didn't have them on you. And uh, that was a minute and a half that I was hearing the shots mm. ringing out 
killing people in my neighborhood and I'm dialing my safe, my numbers for my safe to get my rifle out. And that was my bad. That was my mistake. Had I been there 15 seconds earlier, Chris Workman would still be walking. Chris got shot in the back and is paralyzed from the waist down. And if I had been there just a little sooner, Chris would be walking today. Mm. And I, I'm speechless right there. And you're right. You're you're absolutely correct. You know, it, that's that's one thing that I I preach. You know, you you have to be prepared, and and you know to have them locked up, they're no good to you. You know, at all. And so it's it's well, good to have your firearm on you if you're gonna you know care. But you you know what? Still, you are the good guy with the gun because you did the best you could with what you had and the time that you had to do it in. Yeah, and well, that's, you know, and that's just regrets, and and uh, I did what I could do, but I and I learned a, a lesson. Um, two years prior to that, somebody broke into my house and burglarized my house, and they stole the forty-five that I had in my closet, the only gun that I did not have locked up, uh, got stolen from me, and that's when I started putting all my guns away and locking them up. But um, no more. I'm 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 going to be a little bit more prepared. I, and I never felt any safer than in my little home hometown. We have under 600 people total population, and uh, so I felt safe and secure and thought it'll never happen here. All right, Frank says outstanding job, sir. Uh, well done. I'm sure you saved some lives that day. Jackie says, you deserve a medal because my friend's family was in that church that day, and you saved their life. Thomas says, thanks for making all of us proud, sir. And so we come back from the break. You know what, Stephen, I want to talk about what's going, you know, what are we looking at as far as U.S. Congress? I want to talk about the bump stock ban. I want to talk about uh, the SIG brace. I want to talk about, you know, Texas being a sanctuary state. I want to talk about governor. You know, I'm going to pick a fight with you because I want to talk about governor. <laughs> we're going to talk about the governor's race. You know, we're talking with Stephen Williford. He is the good guy with a gun. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Yo, what's going on, guys? It's Jack Jones here, and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Austin's Talk 1370. 
Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, we're talking with Stephen Williford. He is the good guy with a gun. You know, but, uh, you know, U.S. Rep, Stephen, U.S. Rep Cori Bush, you know, said, she's basically saying, guns are for me, but not for thee. And she's saying that she needs private security, and she can pay up to, you know, thousands of dollars for private security to protect herself. But she consistently, on a regular basis, votes to take your and my Second Amendment rights away. So this is the portion of the show we do black-on-black crime. And so we're going to bash, you know, U.S. Rep. Cory Bush. And I'm going to hear this at home. I'm going to hear this at the dinner table. I'm going to hear this at Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know, you know, Michael, you shouldn't be so harsh. You know, she's a black female. You know, she should get a pass. No, she doesn't get a pass. You don't get a pass. No. When you come out to my guns, you don't get a pass. You're coming out to my Second Amendment rights. Guns are not just for you. Guns are for everyone. We, I should be able to protect myself. I can't afford to pay $70,000 for security to protect myself like you can, Representative Cory Bush. You know what? What I can do is go down to my local gun store, buy a gun, and take my own personal protection in my own hands. That is what I can do, and that is what I'm going to do. And that's what we should be able to do. So I don't want to hear this crap about you should be able to pay, you know, pay money and buy security for yourself, but then you consistently vote against the Second Amendment when it comes to me, me, a private citizen. That's not going to stand, and we're not going to stand up for that. Let me hear what you got to say, uh, <laughs> Stephen. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, and my, my listeners say, Michael, don't, bless, don't bust a blood vessel. So I'm going to calm down here for a second. Me, I'm a private citizen. I wonder, I would like to ask, Miss Bush, has she ever been shot at before? I have. I'm a private citizen. She says her life is in danger. So was mine. And I actually got bullets fired at me that hit the truck in front of me, shattered the windshield of the car behind me, hit the house behind me. So you're saying I should not be able to be able to defend my community and myself. And she would probably say I should have never left my house and never gotten into it. Um, my question is, is, you know, police were five to seven minutes behind me and understand, I am all for police. I'm not for defunding them like she is. She, she not only wants to take your guns away, but she wants to defund the police officers that are coming to risk their lives to save your own. And they don't even know who you are. All right, so I want to change gears a little bit. I want to talk about, you know, Congress. I want to talk about what's happening, you know, before, well, what's happening with this current administration, you know, uh, President Biden and what uh, this current administration is trying to do. Also with this new ATF, um, uh, the, the person they're trying to get, I guess, Oh, yeah. You know, voted as the next ATF director or whatever it is. Uh, and I want to hear your thoughts on that. You know, what are your thoughts about the ATF and this current administration as far as like, you know, SIG brace, bump stocks or whatever it is? And I'm going to just let you take the floor. Well, thank goodness that the state of Texas has gotten the um, uh, Second Amendment sanctuary state passed through there. Uh, and hopefully that will take care of that. that state of Texas will not recognize any of these silly laws that are unconstitutional. Um, it's, it's ridiculous that, you know, again, they, they can have their security and they can do what they want to. And that's not what the, the Second Amendment says. Second Amendment says that we have the right 
to defend ourselves and and to bear arms. And it doesn't say, but not bump stocks. Or it doesn't say, oh, you know, you can't have a pistol brace and and your rifle barrel has to be over a certain length or, or it's illegal. Uh, how ridiculous. How have we gotten where we are today? Uh, you know, when the Second Amendment was was put in, the British were trying to to ban the brown bass rifle, which at the time, or actually, I'm sorry, your listeners are going to correct me. It wasn't a brown bass rifle. It was a brown bass musket. It didn't have a rifle barrel. And they were trying to, to ban that. And um, so the, the colonists were able to have the latest, the greatest technology to defend their country with. And it was about defending against a tyrannical government. Let's just say what it is. Uh, it wasn't to hunt with. It wasn't to defend your home, although that was part of it. But it was defend yourself and your country against a tyrannical government, foreign or domestic, even your own government. And that's what the Second Amendment is about. Uh, me personally, I think the NFA needs to go away, the National Firearms Act, which ban full automatics. I, I personally believe in Sutherland Springs, Texas, if he would have had a full automatic, he would have indeed even killed less people because he would have wasted his ammunition and not gotten as many people as he did. All right, and go ahead. And we know that uh, a lot of people that are in the limelight or that were like Beto O'Rourke want to just outright ban AR-15s. He's come out and said that. And that is the weapon that you use to stop the shooter in Sutherland Springs. Isn't that right? Absolutely. And when has Beto O'Rourke or little Bobby, when's Bobby Francis ever stepped up and uh, defended his community? Instead, He's the one that, that got caught as a young man burglarizing a home. Uh, of course he wants to ban guns and your right to be able to defend yourself if he's going to break into your home. And then he, he later on was charged with drunk driving and trying to leave the scene of an accident that he caused because he was drunk. Um, I mean, how ridiculous. This is who we want for our leaders in this country? I don't think so. So, yeah, he could have been shot when he was burglarizing a house, and the homeowner would have been justified. He would have been justified. And and personally, I'm having the um, uh, candidates for the governor. I'm reaching out to them, and I've already had one on my YouTube channel, and, and Colonel West is next. He's going to be on my YouTube channel. And I invite um, Bobby O'Rourke to um, come on my YouTube channel, too. If, if he would like to interview with me. I, somehow I don't think he will because we usually do a little shooting and then sit under a shade tree and talk about that. Oh, man. Okay, let's go back a little bit. So you do a, you have, a, you have your, your YouTube channel, and you're looking at doing a podcast. And so what's the name of your YouTube channel? Barefoot Defender. All right, Barefoot Defender. And you've had some, uh, you've had, uh, some candidates actually – on your YouTube channel there. And you guys, like you said, you guys go out, you shoot some guns, and then you sit underneath the tree there and have a little chit-chat. That's it. 
that's the way we do it. I've, I've, you know, uh, I've had Steve Toth on my channel before, and and just recently I had uh, uh, Don Huffines. He came out there and shot with me and sat under a tree and talked about it. And my next one uh, we're going to be videoing uh, is Colonel Allen West. And uh, so I'm not endorsing anybody right now because I want to be able to get all the candidates out there so Texans can have a good conversation of who we want as governor. I'd like to ask uh, Governor Abbott to come out with me. Uh, we can make that happen. Uh, and like I say, if Beto wants to come on, then he's welcome to come on also. Uh, no, see, I endorse. I'm, I'm, I, I come out the gate. I'm telling you straight up front who I support. I support Governor Abbott. I'm telling you right out the gate, without a doubt, I'm not holding any holding anything back or nothing. Governor Abbott, that's my governor. I support him 100%. You know, I don't think uh, Mr. Huffines, I don't think he's able to do it. He can't raise the funding for it. I don't think Alan West can do it. I don't like his stance on other things. And there's some other things about Alan West that I don't like. Um, and so, you know, he needs to focus on his home life first. And then uh, as far as some of these other people, not sure, you know, but I'm supporting Governor Abbott 100%. That's my governor. I like to start fights. Can't you tell? <laughs> how, do you, how do you really stand on that? <laughs> I like to start fights. Well, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get in a fight with you. I, I, <laughs> like I said, if Abbott wants to come on my show, I, I'd be glad to have him, and I'd like to, you know, interview him and give him the chance to explain, you know, what's going on at the border, just like I did with. But you, you come on now, come on. You can tell us who you're leaning toward. I know you're leaning towards somebody because there's someone you like better than the other. But you just don't want to say right now. But you can tell me. You can tell me a secret. I, I can keep a secret. I well, I will really tell you frankly. Uh, as long as Beto isn't it, I think we're <laughs> good. So you'll take you'll take whoever we get as long as not as long as not him. Yeah, exactly. Or <laughs> or the actor uh, Matthew McConaughey. You know, you know yeah, Matthew, yeah, Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Come on now. How can you not like Matthew? As long as it's not one of those two. Man, Matthew, I can't, we, we, we will be a happy state if Matthew was our governor, I'm telling you. Yeah, no. <laughs> what does he say about why he uh, loves, what is it, high school girls or college girls? Oh. Or something? <laughs> What does he say? You know what I like about them? <laughs> <laughs> what does he say? I keep getting older, but they stay the same age. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, we're gonna get in trouble for that one. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'll get a phone well, call later. He, he's all about just wear the mask. He stood there with Black Lives Matter and talked about how great Black Lives Matter is. And he also says that uh, we should just give up our guns too. So. No, I can't um, give up my gun. Sorry. <laughs> my last dying breath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he just, uh, he doesn't impress me either, him or, or Beto. But uh, I would love to have them on my show also to explain what they mean. And and uh, so if they want to, that's that's fine. I'll treat them good. Okay. All right. Okay. I, 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 I'll, I'll allow them to shoot an AR if they want to. See, yeah, I need to come out to your property and shoot some guns now. I'm, I'm all getting excited now. I'll go with you. 
You gonna go with me? <laughs> yeah. Zach says he's gonna go with me. We're going we're, to we're your just, property. We're just inviting ourselves oh, over. We're, yeah, we're, we're gonna invite <laughs> ourselves. We're coming down. <laughs> okay, absolutely. Um, Don got to shoot one of my binary triggers too. Oh yeah. man. Oh, well, I tell you so, what, when I finish this lawsuit that I have against the federal government and the, and the Department of Justice and also the, uh, the ATF for, for bump stocks, we're going to bring our bump stock down there. We're going to fire that bump stock when we get it back from the government. Oh, well, you, just, you, you just do your bump stock. I'll do my binary. And I think uh, I can outrun you with my binary. <laughs> All right. We'll talk about that. Hold on just one second. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Paulie on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cardell. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're having a chit-chat with Stephen Williford. He's the good guy with a gun. So Stephen says he liked binary triggers. So Stephen, tell me, why binary triggers rather than, you know, other devices out there? Why not a rubber band? Why not a bump stock? You know, why not just move your, your finger, like, real fast? Oh, I don't think you can uh, move your finger fast enough to, to beat a binary because every she time said. you... <laughs> When trigger goes, you let go, it goes bang. So um, binary is pretty fast. Okay. Uh, again, it it just wastes a lot of ammunition though. So um, and you can shoulder binary with a um, bump stock. I guess you can shoulder it, but your gun's moving, so you don't get the accuracy. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So uh, let's let's talk about uh, so barefoot defender. That's your your YouTube channel. Yes, sir. All right, so I got some people that have, that have already liked it just right now. They're like, hey, I like Barefoot Defender. Just subscribe to it. So, so people tend to remember about my incident that I ran out the door with no shoes on. <laughs> and so just like when God's people left Egypt, they left in such a hurry they didn't let their, their bread rise. And now they have the the Feast of Unleavened Bread to, to denote the urgency of getting out of Egypt. And so my son-in-law called me the Barefoot Defender at one time, and I thought about it. It's like, okay, I'll take that. <laughs> because it shows, it shows the urgency of getting into the fight. You can't take time to put shoes on. All right, so I'm going to shift gears and a little bit. I'm sorry, go ahead. There's my YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to shift gears a little bit. I want to talk about the ATF. So President Joe Biden's pick of David Chipman, that's his name, to serve as the head of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosive is nearing collapse, with members of the Senate Democrat Caucus withholding support and the chamber unlikely to hold a vote to advance the nomination before the August recess. So publicly, the White House and Senate Democratic leaders are not giving up the nomination. But privately, the assessment is far grimmer. At best, it appears Chipman's nomination may be forced to be punted past the August recess, which makes the prospects for his confirmation even less likely. Now, never over until it's over, until, you know, but it certainly looks uphill, according to, you know, some people at, you know, that news network agency I'm not going to mention. 
but Chipman, a former career official at ATF, has come under scrutiny from pro-gun supporters and the NRA for his work as a top advisor with Giffords, a group that advocates for stricter gun laws. Uh, key vote Senator Angus King of Maine maintains he is undecided, as do other moderates like Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Senator John Tester of Montana. You know, so, yeah, this guy here, you know, we're, we're, we're looking at, you know, something serious right now. Uh, it, it started really with bump stocks. So you have your bump stock, which started under um, President uh, Trump, where, you know, the ATF went after bump stocks, changed the definition of bump stocks, says, hey, the bump stock is a machine gun, so we're going to ban them. And, you know, my argument is this, because, you know, we I filed a lawsuit against the Department of Justice and the ATF for the state of Texas. I said, hey, you know what? You, ATF, DOJ, you do not have the authority to, you know, to regulate or to actually create law. Only only the our elected officials, the Congress can create law, not the ATF. So, you know, you can't change the definition. You can't all of a sudden one day, you know, decide to switch it to something else and create whatever you want to create. Congress does that. That's why we have a legislative body. And so we're actually, you know, we filed a lawsuit against the, the federal government. Our case went to district court. I'm sorry, federal court. I'm sorry, federal court. And that the judge in federal court was actually from Hawaii. He was a wine judge. And so, of course, he voted, you know, he actually decided against us. And so now we're appealing that case to the Fifth Circuit, which is in New Orleans. Now, our trial date is set for the last week in August in New Orleans. And so I'll be in New Orleans that last week of August, that whole week there, however long it takes. should only take us really one day to present our case to the Fifth Circuit. And then we'll see what they say. You know, it'll probably take them about a month or two to give us their decision. And then we hope to move over uh, move up to the Supreme Court. But we need other cases, the other cases around the country, to get their day in court because no one else has had a day in court except for my case, Michael Cargill against the, the, uh, the Department of Justice. And so we need other cases to, st to come forward so we can get this to the Supreme Court so we can you know, get this decided and actually you know, do, get the Supreme Court to do what's right and say, hey, you know, ATF, you cannot just change the definition one day. That is reserved for either the Supreme Court, you know, that's that's reserved for Congress, you know, <clears throat> to do things like that, not, you know, for an agency. You know, what do you what do you say about that, Stephen? Absolutely. I don't think an agency has the right to do that and uh, to to take away something that has been legal and just to take it away and make everybody that owns one a, uh, a criminal. Uh, you know, they always say that, you know, when uh, guns are outlawed, then I guess I'll be an outlaw. And uh, that's the case, is you're making criminals out of law-abiding citizens. And uh, again, I never owned a bump stock, but I fight for everybody's right to own one. Uh, next thing that they're probably going to be looking at is, is again, uh, binary triggers. I do own binary triggers. I um, don't own a pistol brace on an AR-15, but uh, I fight for the right for people to be able to own them. And, uh, you know, in the state of Texas with the Suppressor Freedom Act and stuff, we're on the right track and we're 
uh, telling the federal government, you know, throwing down with the federal government. You know, other states have banned um, or have decided that drugs that the federal government says is illegal, marijuana in the state of Colorado and uh, all kinds of drugs in Oregon and, and California, and the federal government has done nothing to that. Well, e equal application of the law on states. Uh, if they're not doing that and they're not fighting those things, those illegal drugs, and then they really can't fight the state of Texas protecting our Second Amendment rights, because that's actually something that is protected by our Constitution. Uh, illegal substances like drugs aren't, aren't protected by our Constitution. So if they have the right to do that, we have the right to say we're going to ignore all your laws on uh, constitutionally protected firearms. Let's talk about the, uh, the, the suppressor bill that was filed in Texas that actually passed and the governor signed it, you know, because it was House Bill 957 that basically said that, hey, if it's made in Texas, it's stamped made in Texas, you should be able to, you know, have it, make it, own it, whatever. You shouldn't have to go through the NFA process, the National Firearms Act process in order to possess that suppressor. Well, that passed in the House. It passed the Senate. The governor signed it. It became law. It will become law on September the 1st. And so a lot of people are waiting for that to happen. Well, a couple of weeks ago, the ATF sent out an open letter. They responded on July 26th, and they said the passage of, passage of Texas House Bill 957 with an effective date of September the 1st, 2021, has generated questions from industry members as to how this state law may affect them while engaged in a firearms business activity. House Bill 957 claims to exempt silencers, also known as suppressors, that are manufactured in Texas and which remain in Texas from federal firearms laws and regulations, including the federal registration requirements. However, because House Bill 957 directly conflicts with federal firearms laws and regulations, federal law supersedes House Bill 957. So in summary... All provisions of Gun Control Act, GCA, and the National Firearms Act, not NFA, including their corresponding regulations, continue to apply to FFLs and other persons in Texas, meaning that, in translation, that, no, that's not going to happen, Texas. We cannot do that because that stuff crosses state lines. Some part or pieces of that will cross state lines that is, that is governed by the federal government. And the federal government says suppressors, machine guns, or NFA items, and they will continue to be NFA items. And if you own it, you possess it, you manufacture it, that is registered and controlled by the federal government, and they will come after you and charge you with a felony. What's your, thought, your thoughts on that, Stephen? Well, and see, the same thing happened in Kansas. Kansas did the same thing years ago. And the manufacturer got raided by the ATF, and they charged him with felonies. And the state of Kansas did not stand up against what happened in Kansas. And the state of Kansas did not back its citizen that did this. And uh, so that's one of the questions that I'm going to ask um, Colonel Allen West when I talk to him. Um, and that's one of the questions that I ask Don Huffines when I interviewed him. 
and I'm going to encourage your listeners to go and listen to his response to that. But the state of Texas can stand and defend um, the, the rights of Texas citizens. In Kansas, Kansas did not stand up and help this man. He ended up with a felony on his record. Hold that he thought. We come back and let you, make you finish that thought. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. We're back and we're talking with Stephen Williford. And he is the good guy with a gun. So Thomas says, I agree that federal law supersedes state law. With that said, where were the feds over illegal aliens being given sanctuary stat- status? Um, so don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Thomas, I, w- I would like you to, to go and look into the Constitution of the United States and the uh, government and the powers given to it. And originally, the way the Constitution was re- written is any power wasn't given to the federal government. Anything that wasn't in the Constitution wasn't given to the federal government. And so the only, and that this is what they're claiming, is the right of interstate commerce. The only power the federal government has over the state government is through interstate commerce clause, meaning trade between the states. And that's why this law is very specific as far as uh, any suppressor built in the state of Texas and sold within the state of Texas and does not go over state lines, then the federal government doesn't have the right to uh, ban or to confiscate or to arrest a Texas citizen for it. Now, if it does indeed, what they're saying is these suppressors will end up going over state line. If it indeed goes over the state line, then it's illegal at that point So, Thomas, if you buy a suppressor and you decide you're going to take it to Louisiana, that's on you. And you could be arrested because it's left the state of Texas state lines now and it's in Louisiana. But if it's within the borders of the state of Texas, the ATF really does not have the right to ban them. Now, let me ask you this, Stephen. So, but before you make it into a suppressor, it's it's a part or piece, and whether it's a screw, whether it's a spring, whether it's you know whatever metal you know part of that suppressor it is, you know it comes from somewhere else. And what they're saying is because those parts or pieces come from somewhere else outside the state of Texas, Mexico, Louisiana, wherever in the country or another country. They're saying it crosses state lines, and because of that, interstate commerce, that is regulated by the NFA. But see, like steel and titanium and things like that, they're consumables. They come across a state line, 
and they're not in any form at all at that point. So I have a, a friend of mine that is looking into a 3D printer uh, that will take titanium powder and 3D print it into a suppressor or whatever he wants to make out of titanium. It will do that. So the titanium powder is a consumable and it comes across the state line. Uh, but it's not a spring or anything. And then the printer makes everything right here in the state of Texas. Or, or you know, even if you did want, and, and that's what was in the law originally when it's written, if you read it, the steel comes across as a consumable and it's already, now what you make it into doesn't matter at that point. It's a consumable. And uh, so, you know, they can ship in steel and titanium and things like that, and they are unformed at that point. There's nothing illegal about them. And and then these printers or machines or whatever that you want to make it out of or make it with then makes the suppressor. And see, I'm going to send a middle note, just a middle message to my friend Cody Wilson. And I'm willing to bet, you know, he can he can actually fix his Ghost Gunner, the Ghost Gunner 3, to actually, you know, finish out a suppressor for me. I'm just going to send a middle message to him right now and see if we can make that happen. <laughs> I doubt he wants to get involved. <laughs> he doesn't want any, he don't want any of that. And, and here you go. Uh, so Ken Paxton, our attorney general, Ken Paxton, has said that they are looking for a test case. Mm. And, and basically, Ken Paxton said, don't go out and be the first, you know, test case let the state of texas find it as a test case to make this happen mm -hmm. and then we'll drive that test case all the way to the supreme court but they want everything to be perfectly in line and stuff so that they can do that and uh so someone's got to be willing to step up to the plate and someone's got to be willing to you know sacrifice themselves for that felony well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I believe in the case so much that if somebody wants to uh, float me three quarters of a million dollars for or a million dollars for my company and stuff, I'll put my name on it and everything, and and uh, I'll get with T Ken Paxton and you know they said the state wants a letter of intent, so if somebody wants to float me all that and make me the test case and run it all the way up to the Supreme Court, let's let's talk, you know. All right, so he's, he said it here today. I, Stephen Williford says, hey, float him, you said, three million? Three quarters of well, one million. Well, the three quarters of a million will buy the the um, the the 3D printer. You know, so I'm going to have to have more than that to be able to start producing them. I, okay, I got the machine work. So you don't, even need, you don't even need a million. You just need the three quarters of a million. Well, that's just for the 3D printer. I, okay. I'm going to need the million because I'm going to need to be able to have the stuff sent to me and set up the corporation and stuff and start cranking them out. Already got a name for the suppressors and stuff, and uh, it would be great. All right. All right. So we, hopefully someone step up to the plate and give you that million dollars. What are you going to say? And I need I need U.S. Law Shield to supply me with some nice lawyers, you know, uh, to help me fight this fight. And I'm sure your great um, 
sponsor us law shield you know i i have my own promo code with them so i'm good i won't mention it on your station but i i have my own promo code with us law shield i think they're great they have some great lawyers met their lawyers and stuff and uh so i need them for defense and uh somebody willing to spend the money and we'll get a suppressor company we'll talk with uh ken paxton talk talk about letter of intent and uh we'll run with it all right we'll see what happens Uh, eventually someone's gonna step up to the plate and be that test case uh i say someone's gonna step up to the plate and be that text test case not sure who that's gonna be yet somebody will and somebody will probably with deeper pockets than me that doesn't have to have the sponsor to do it all (laughs) (laughs) all right so let me ask you this uh let's talk about the constitutional carry bill you know what's your your thoughts on texas you know making really big changes in our gun laws and becoming one of the other states to join the ranks of being a constitutional carry state where a person can carry a handgun under the constitution without a license well, and, and people are screaming about it. There's going to be like the old West and everybody's going to carry a gun. And I'm like, well, if we could have the crime rate of the old West, that would be great because uh, crime was a lot less. Hollywood's made it what it never was. Uh, the Hollywood thinks there's a shooting on every street corner. Go to Chicago. We have that. Um, and they talk about, oh, Texas is going to, this is going to be horrible for Texas. You know, we've got Petri dishes. We're the 22nd state to do this. We're the 22nd state to do this. We should have been leading the charge. And every state that has done it so far, the violent crime rate has dropped. So we're not going to be any different. I, I'm glad Texas decided that that it would trust it's citizens of Texas and restore our already God-given rights. And, and that's, the, that's the deal. This isn't a new law, folks. This is just a restoration of the old law and what it should be. And uh, I'm 100% for it. Now, that being said, uh, you've got the right to carry in the state of Texas. That's an awesome responsibility. It's time for you to go out and get some training on your own and go out and get training. And I'm I'm all for that. I believe if you're going to carry don't take the attitude, oh, I, I'm good. My, my great-grandfather taught me how to shoot, and I, I've been shooting as a child. And well, carrying a gun and just knowing how to shoot are two different things. So... I, I encourage people to go out and get some sort of training and start practicing if you're going to carry. And remember, every shot you pull the trigger on, you have your name on it. Yeah, I tell you, I, I when I go to the gun range, you know, we get we get a lot of students. We get I actually will see anywhere from 10 to 12,000 students a year. And there's some really weird things that people do at the gun range and do with firearms. I've had someone walk to the gun store and said that he purchased a defective gun and every time he fired the gun, the magazine would fall out. You know, I've had people, you know, just do just really weird things out there. So you're absolutely correct. Training is very important. It's going to be your individual responsibility to get that training so that you're able and you're capable of protecting yourself and also protecting your family. So definitely do that. 
And which, by the way, this is, I think this was a great thing that happened with that law also, is it requires the DPS, the Texas Department of Public Safety, to set up a, a training website. So free, to, free of charge to the public, you can go to that training website and you can find out what the law says, you know, and it will train you where you can carry, when you can carry, how you can carry, and all the ins and outs of that, and it's free. And and I think that was a good, now you don't have to go to the website and figure it out, but if you don't have a permit, and permitted people already went through a class and we already know where you can and can't carry. Uh, so it's it's, if you're gonna carry, it just makes sense to go to the website, it's free and go learn where you can and can't carry. And I'm sure they don't have it up yet. No, it they probably don't. won't. <laughs> it probably they, won't be up until like next year sometime. Well, there's they're saying it's supposed to be up by September when the, the law takes effect. Mm, so uh, the DPS will have that training website and it really shouldn't be that hard to implement that because all it is is videos and things that already exist for the constitution uh, for the uh, concealed carry permit. Just change it now, and and it applies to permitted or unpermitted carry. Yeah, because yeah, I've seen people at the gun range, I've, I, and Thomas says this. <laughs> I watched beginner loading a magazine the wrong way at the range. Yeah, literally watch someone loading the bullets in the magazine the wrong direction. I've seen people try to load the magazine in the gun the wrong direction. I've seen people, you know, with their hand position uh, behind the slide of the gun, you know, getting ready to cut their their finger. Um, I've seen just so many different weird things, you know, that actually happens. And people get all, you know, really uptight. Their blood pressure gets really high because they're uncomfortable about what they're doing. So not only do you want to get that training, you know, you know, learn what the laws are, you also want to go to the gun range and get with an instructor and learn how to hold it, how to stand, what to expect, you know, when you pull that trigger, you know, what's going to happen. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news. From Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Talk thirteen seven, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so, you know, there's some really weird things going on in Austin, Texas, you know, ever since we we uh, did this camping ban a few years back, and now the camping ban is back on again, and it's just really strange. Uh, we always have really weird things happen in South Austin, North Austin, you know, all around the gun store there at Central Texas Gunworks. You know, but check this video here out. This happened this morning. At around 10 a.m. this morning, a naked person runs up to a house, a random house, naked, drops off a laptop that says Austin Independent School District on it, and then sneaks back to their vehicle and also drops a, a tablet as well in the driveway. So a laptop and a tablet, you know... Uh, 
in a, in a it's really weird how this person sneaks back to the vehicle naked. This is so strange. I don't know what you guys got going on there, Austin Independent School District. I don't. I, at this point, I don't even want to know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just don't want to know. But something weird's going on, and you might want to check this out. You know, this laptop or something. <laughs> this laptop said Austin Independent School District on it. So something is happening in Austin at the Independent School District. You know, and this person was naked at ten o'clock in the morning on Sunday. You should have been in church. You need Jesus in the life. That's all I'm saying. Some, you just need Jesus. <laughs> okay? Uh, but we're talking with Stephen Williford. He is the good guy with a gun. So, Stephen, you know, once again, tell us your, your, your podcast. You don't have a podcast yet, but tell us your, your YouTube channel. You're going to have a podcast, and I think, I'm, I think I know what that podcast is going to be called when you get it. And, you, you know, so tell us how, you know, how people can contact you and follow you and all that good kind of stuff. Well, first off, I want to say, you know what I call Austin, right? What do you what do you call it? Far East L.A. <laughs> yeah, it is. You're right about that. Let me tell you. So uh, you can contact me at Stephen Williford at Gmail dot com. Uh, I speak all around the country now. I'm I'm wearing a survival mindset T-shirt. I I talk to them, uh, talk to churches and stuff up in Pennsylvania with survival mindset um you can call me or you can like i say at stephen williford at gmail s-t-e-p-h-e-n-w-i-l-l-e-f-o-r-d at gmail.com my website is stephenwilliford.com i like to keep it simple and uh my youtube channel is the barefoot defender just go to youtube Look up Barefoot Defender. There it is on your screen. Um, hit the subscribe button and hit the notifications and watch my videos. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. And uh, upcoming podcast, uh, and I, I think we're going to have a lot of fun. I'm going to have a lot of good um, good guests. And actually, Ted Nugent said he'd be on my podcast. So that one should be a lot of fun, too. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun with it. All right, and then you, you and you've already interviewed Don Huffines, and I think Don had a lot to say about you know running for governor and also what he he had a lot to say about Texas and you know how he felt that we need to go with Texas as far as the pandemic and just everything, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and the border and uh, everything else because border border we've got to get a hold of the border here uh, just no doubt we have to get over we got to get a hold of what's going on and the drug cartels and human trafficking moving across something has to be done we can't continue down the path that we're in and be a sovereign nation and uh, so uh, we talked about that and again we're going to have uh, Colonel Allen West on you know I asked Allen West a, a question I, I was just at an event with him yesterday, as a matter of fact, and I said, and this is an interesting question. I said, Colonel, I, I've got one good question for you. So if you get to be governor, will it be Colonel Governor Allen West or will it be Governor Colonel Allen West? 
<laughs> and I'm pr- I bet you he said Colonel. He, he said Colonel Governor Alan West. <laughs> well, he looked at me and he chuckled. He said, "To you, it's Alan." <laughs> so that 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 was funny. I just thought that was a good question. How do you address him at that point, Colonel Governor or Governor Colonel? Nice. I t- you know what, Stephen? You you're just such a nice person. You know. You, you have a nice personality, you know, if everyone just loves you, you know, and, and I, I, I love you too. And just, you're just a wonderful person. I really appreciate you coming on today. You really are a wonderful person. Thank you. And I, I'm wanting you guys to come out and shoot and I'll put you on my channel. Oh, we're coming. Absolutely. Oh, we're coming. You don't, you don't even know. You can't even stop us. We're coming. We're going to be there. You don't have to ask me twice. <laughs> That's right. Bring, we're going to be there. Bring your bum stock. It's not legal, but bring your bum stock. We won't put that on it. <laughs> uh, what bump stock? I, I, yeah, what bump stock? <laughs> what, what, what bump stock? What, what, what is he talking about? Bump stock? <laughs> Who? What? No bump stock. Uh, I don't know what you're saying. I'm, I can't hear. My, uh, something's wrong. Producer, something's <laughs> going on in this ear over here. <laughs> no, what's happening right now? That's right. Uh, yeah, we're, yeah, we got to bring some little toys out there. You know, maybe a machine gun or two. You know, we bring some stuff out there. Maybe a ghost gunner or something like that. You know, maybe I, I do have a I do have an ammunition sponsor uh, that allows me that gives me all my rifle ammunition. What caliber? Uh, uh, just whatever caliber and rifle that I want. Oh man, don't uh, tell me that because I'll bring you. I I can bring some stuff. You're gonna learn today. I can bring you some stuff down. I got a I got a forty five seventy. That's a lot of fun to shoot. Oh, is it a Marlin? Uh, can, I, can I? No, it's a Henry. Ooh. Henry Golan our big boy in 4570 with the brass sides mm. it's beautiful uh can can i mention my uh yeah go ahead sponsor? absolutely go for it okay true ballistics i never uh, heard of them they are an ammunition manufacturing company in kennedy texas they make ammunition in kennedy texas and so they supply me all my rifle ammunition for my uh youtube channel and it, man, it's great ammunition. Mean, and and when it was really hard to get, my YouTube channel was still up and running because I could shoot with True Ballistics ammo. Mm. Dale Hallmark and the bunch. Look them up at TrueBallistics.com. Tell Dale Hallmark that I sent you. Uh, but you know, shameless plug, man. <laughs> oh, no, no like, worries there. Uh, trust me, we're, we we have to look them up. You know, we may to get we may need to get some ammunition from them. Hope they got some well, nine mils, some three eighty. I need three eighty. I need twenty two. They just do rifle ammunition. Oh, okay. All right. So, all right. We'll we'll, they, we'll figure some stuff out. They they may work the pistol thing in later, but right now it's all. So when you bring your AR fifteen and and you want to shoot it, let me know and we'll get enough five five six and. Uh, I got a 6.8 Creed or 6.5 Creedmoor rather uh, with a 5 to 50 power Trigicon scope on it. I I shot a inch and a half group at a thousand yards. Oh, I thought right. that rock. Man, I tell you what, thank you, Stephen. Man, I could talk to you for days and hours. I want to appreciate I appreciate you coming on the air today. We're gonna come down to your property and shoot. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.